Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to a Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to a Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop him black gang candy stripes. Look at him loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Good morning, and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show dedicated to the people of our community who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. That cute little theme song you just heard was performed and arranged by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's gotten to be very popular, and she's even sung on the Grand Old Opry. We're really proud of this young woman, and even more proud to say that she's from Monroe County, Tennessee. Well, today we're setting the table with food preservation and butternut squash. We discuss specifically preserving food by canning with our guest, Dr. Chris Sneed. Our friend and local food writer, Mary Constantine, shares a real tasty recipe for Ima Garden's caramelized butternut squash. Thank you so much for tuning in today, either by radio or smartphone or computer. It is an honor to have your good company. Now let's get started. Our first guest is Dr. Chris Sneed, currently an Extension Agent 1 with the University of Tennessee Family and Consumer Science Department. He created the Canning College in 2006, and it's become a very popular program. And you may have seen his program that he began at some of the regional farmers markets this summer. It is called Farmers Market Fresh Program. This program is presented at markets that take SNAP benefits. I recorded this particular interview with Dr. Sneed in May of 2015 before he completed his doctorate studies, and he moved to Extension Specialist 1, Family and Consumer Sciences. So let's start off now with visiting with Dr. Sneed and hear his story about how he got this canning college going while he was an Extension agent at the Blount County Extension Office and what it's become now and how you can yourself become involved. Chris Need, thank you for being here with us today. I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. Chris, what do you do at this extension? Office? All right. Well, I am uh, an extension agent. Uh, it's extension agent two, uh, and I work for the University of Tennessee. A lot of folks don't know that every county in our state has an extension office, and we extend, as the name implies, the knowledge and research from the university to the people of Tennessee. Specifically, I work in our subject matter that we call family and consumer sciences. It used to be known as the home economics field. Mm -hmm. And I work mainly in food safety and personal finance management. Those are my two big areas. 
that I program in. I didn't know that you were doing the financial end of it. The financial end is a, a component of it. And mm-hmm. I've been with Extension since 2004. I started in McMinn County down in Athens, Tennessee, and then transferred here to Blount County in 2006. Oh, that's about when I met you, I Yeah, believe. it was. It yes. was. It was indeed. In the past, I know you've offered classes on preservation of food. And um, can you describe the kind of classes that you offer? Sure. You know, it's uh, it's organized chaos sometimes. <laughs> but um, when I came here in 2006, I wanted to try to do a program that I thought would make a, a nice impact and get our name out there. <clears throat> and so I decided to do this canning program. And I called it Canning College. I don't know where that name came from. It just stuck. It was hokey enough that it stuck. And um, ever since, I've been teaching these classes since 2006. And the demand has been amazing. Uh, It really has. I was really surprised. Um, I didn't go into this thinking that it would be successful. I went into this thinking, well, if I can get seven people there, I'll be doing good. Uh, and I had a lot more than seven. Yes. Um, the great thing about the class is the classes are hands-on food preservation. Typically, they are four sessions. We spend the first hour in a classroom setting kind of talking about the food science, food safety principles behind what we're going to learn that day. And then the second hour, we're in the kitchen, we're in the foods lab, and we're preserving. If it's a jams or jellies night, we're doing strawberry jam. If it's a, a, you know, a pressure uh, canning night, we're doing green beans. And uh, it can be a little chaotic when you get folks in there and they're <laughs> stumbling over each other. And uh, sometimes we've got some people with really good cooking skills and we have some people that I have probably never used their kitchen before, <laughs> but either way, it's wonderful. Well, I might have to take that, but I don't know if I can get in. It, it fills up fast. It does. It? it does. In fact, we have a waiting list from last year, oh and uh, so it does fill up quickly. Uh, my colleague, Heather Kyle, in Knox County, she and I have started a partnership with the UT Culinary Institute, oh and so we are teaching classes through the Culinary Institute as well. And those fill up quickly also, so um, there's certainly a demand for that, Yes, and they're great classes to teach. Oh. I've made some great friendships from those folks. Well, I have heard a lot of people brag on it. Oh, thank you. Now, where is that class? I mean, where do you do that? What kitchen do you use? That's a great question. When I first came here, I had no idea uh, <laughs> what we were going to do, because of course our office doesn't have a kitchen, and um, so I just started calling around, and luckily... Um, Broadway United Methodist Church. They were nice enough to to talk to me and to uh, hear what I had to say and let me use their facility. And it's been a great partnership wonderful. ever since then. So yes. they've been wonderful to open up their church for us to use. Absolutely. If you've just joined us, you're listening to an interview with Dr. Chris Sneed about canning and putting up food. After the short break, We'll return to Dr. Sneed and some good information for putting up your own food with canning. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part from Magpie's Bakery with two convenient locations. Downtown North Knoxville, just one block north of Broadway on North Central Street, and Magpie's West, now open on Bearden Hill, right inside the Village Exchange. That's just one block east of Calhoun's. 
a convenient pickup location for special orders and a variety of fresh baked goods daily in Pi Day on Friday. Orders can be taken in person or on the phone at both locations. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 12 until 5, Saturday, 12 until 4, and closed on Sundays. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles, from a simple rustic barn dance with pies, cookies, and cupcakes to a country club affair with a custom creation. Magpiescakes.com. All butter, all the time. Now let's return to our conversation with Dr. Chris Need about Canon Food. get into your class and uh, they can teach themselves or learn from a grandmother or a mother or something. What are the basic items that people need to get started? Sure. Well, you know, it is a good idea, even if you can't get into a class, call your local extension office first. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll be able to provide you with some research-based and tested recipes. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think you need in your toolkit is an up-to-date canning book. Uh, a lot of times our grandmother's recipes, they're wonderful, but we may have found a little better way to do it. I'll give you a prime example. You, you, growing up, I remember when we opened blackberry jelly and we had to scrape this waxy stuff off the top, right? We had to scrape off the, the paraffin that they melted on the top of it. And now, you know, we know that that's not the best practice, that uh, actually we were introducing uh, bacteria into the product when we were melting that paraffin and pouring it on top of there. So now we know that we can just do a water bath step instead of that paraffin to seal it. But I still remember growing up to this day of, yes. of that. And I also remember, you know, if it had mold growing in it, you scooped it out and you kept on eating, you know, yes. which is something I could never recommend for anybody to do today. But for some reason growing up, we didn't think anything about jelly. We just Mm-hmm. scrape the wax off the top or the paraffin off the top of it and uh-huh. and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> we did the same. I remember scraping mold off and oh, going yeah. right on. Going right on, <laughs> yeah. So some things have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of your canning can be done with some of the basic tools that you have in the house. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do high acid foods like your fruits, if you're going to do jams and jellies, if you're going to do pickles, you'll want some type of water bath canner. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. You could use a large stock pot Mm -hmm. that you can cover the jars with about an inch or two of water. Mm -hmm. It helps to have a rack in the bottom. Sometimes though, I've seen people in a pinch when they don't have the the rack to put in their water bath canner, they fold a towel in half, a little kitchen towel and put in there. So, you know, if you're in a, a pinch and need something to use. But really, there's not a lot of additional supplies that you need. You will need some canning jars. And we recommend the the canning jars that are the mason type jars. They're the two-piece lid system. The great thing is, if you had grandparents who canned, you can probably use those jars uh, as long as they have the two-piece lid system. Uh, Again, the only thing that really goes bad, if you will, is the the lid itself, that metal top, has a sealing compound. And once that sealing compound has been activated, uh, it doesn't really work anymore. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't want to reuse those. Mm -hmm. But the rings, if they're not rusted, you can reuse them. The jars, if they're not chipped or cracked, you can reuse those. Uh, So a lot of folks have have inherited their grandmother's canning equipment. It's really interesting when we look at this, 
grandmother did it, mother said, no way am I doing this, and now the kids are saying, we want to learn this. Mm -hmm. Well, mother doesn't know. Grandmother may have passed away, and so that's what we're seeing a lot of uh, today. So it's interesting how it skips that generation there. It is, isn't it? It really is. We just think whatever our parents did, we're not doing it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. No matter how good it was, we're not going to do that. Oh, Mercy. What are your favorite foods you like to put up? Oh, goodness. I love blackberry jam. Mm -hmm. I love it. You know, we grew up with blackberry jelly, but I don't have the patience to to do blackberry jelly. (laughs) I hate to say that. Um, So I I do the blackberry jam, Mm -hmm. and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. This year, Miss Olivia um, wanted me to try some peach butter. Oh, my goodness. It was it was amazing. It's amazing. And then I love green beans. There's nothing better than white half runners. Has they have to be white half runners. There's nothing better than those. Uh, that reminds me so much of growing up in my childhood. Mm-hmm. But those would be my two favorites would be the blackberry jam or jelly and uh then the green beans. Oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. It does. For information on the Canning College in Knox and Blount County and in your county, contact your local Extension office by phone or by reaching to your county Extension office through the website. That would be www.extension.tennessee.edu eastern or you could easily just go to tennesseefarmtable.com. I've put all the links on how to find these people on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Just look at the top of the page and click the link that says listen to the show. The person who does the Canning College in Knox County is Heather Kyle, and in Blount County, it's Mary Beth Lima. This is Alan Benton, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Now here's some information that you might find real helpful. I've been wondering how long all of our farmers markets in our area are actually gonna be open this season. There's so many good things yet to can. Pumpkins and beans and sauerkraut and all kinds of good stuff to be putting up. So I've compiled a list in closing dates of our area farmers markets in and around Knoxville. So here we go. The UT Farmers Market on the University of Tennessee campus is open through October 19th. That's every Wednesday from 4 until 7. The new Harvest Park Farmers Market, that's in North Knoxville, is open until mid-November, Thursdays at 3 until 6. EastTNFarmMarkets.org runs three different markets located in Oak Ridge, Lakeshore Park, and Ebenezer Road. Now, all three of these markets run until the last weekend of November. And here are the particulars. The Lakeshore Park Farmer's Market in the Bearden area is every Friday from 3 until 6 through October. In November, they will be open Friday from 2 until 5. Ebenezer Road Farmer's Markets, that's in West Knoxville, will open through the last weekend of November every Tuesday from 3 until 6 p.m. 
The Oak Ridge Farmer's Market, located in historic Jackson Square, is open Saturdays 8 a.m. until 12 and Wednesdays 3 p.m. until sellout until the last weekend of November. The Dixie Lee Farmer's Market in way far west Knotts County, almost to Dixie Lee Junction, is open until November 5th every Saturday 9 until 12. The Seymour Farmer's Market in Seymour, Tennessee, right on Chapman Highway, is open Saturdays from 8 until 12 noon until the second Saturday of October. All that information you just heard is also posted on the website tennesseefarmtable.com under the link that says listen to the show. with Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. Chefs like to say that dull knives are more dangerous than sharp knives. Well, maybe that's the case for most, but not me. Give me a sharp knife and it's a guarantee I'm going to cut myself. I will never forget being on the stage of a food show. I don't remember what I was slicing except that my finger got in the way. I wrapped the cut with paper towel and kept on cooking, rewrapping the cut with paper towel each time it became soiled. And I just kept praying that there was no one in the audience that was going to faint at the sight of blood. That scenario comes to my mind every time I start to prepare a butternut squash. I love butternut squash, but those boogers are a pain in the patoot to prep. And I'm always afraid I'm going to nick myself during the process. But you know, even if there's a Band-Aid on every hand by the time I get finished with Ina Garten's caramelized butternut squash, it's well worth the pain. If you'd like to try this recipe, all you need are two medium butternut squash, about four to five pounds total weight, six to eight tablespoons of unsalted butter melted and cooled, a fourth of a cup of light brown sugar, packed, one and a half teaspoons kosher salt, and a half to one teaspoon freshly ground black pepper. Just do it to your taste. You preheat the oven to 400 degrees, cut off both ends of the butternut squash, then peel the squash using a knife or large vegetable peeler, and that's when I usually get myself cut. Then you slice the, the squash in half lengthwise. Remove the seeds, cut the squash into one and a half inch cubes, and place on a baking sheet. Now, get another bowl and put the melted butter, the brown sugar, and the salt and pepper. Mix it together and pour over the squash. Toss the ingredients with the butter mixture, you know, spread it out on a single layer on the baking sheet and get it all good coated with that yummy brown sugar butter. And then you just roast it 45 to 55 minutes 
until the squash is tender and the glaze is kind of caramelized. Uh, turn the squash a few times while it's roasting so it just evenly gets brown on all sides. Then take it out of the oven and serve it warm. Yummo! This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care. Family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee. Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865-686-8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care. Tree Care, Nature's Play. And now it's time for the gospel portion of our radio broadcast. We like to call this our daily bread. And how about if we hear from a young man from right here in East Tennessee, Mr. Alex Leach. He started as an on-air personality at East Tennessee's own WDVX radio at the age of eight years old. And he's been hosting a bluegrass show since then. He's now 24. He regularly co-hosts the Bluegrass Special with Charlie Lutz on Tuesday evenings at 7 on 89.9 WDVX and WDVX.com. Alex has become a great picker, singer, and songwriter, and he plays with the likes of Ralph Stanley, too. He's created several CDs through these years, and the one I've got in my hand right now is his latest CD entitled New Traditional. We're going to hear a gospel number off it today, and it is a good one. It's called I Overtook a Pilgrim. Alex Leach on the Tennessee Farm Table. She looked toward the heaven and on the road she came. Stop there and why she knelt to pray Just waiting for my children to come along this way I overtook a pilgrim upon the King's Highway It was a gray-haired mother who stopped to kneel and pray Her 
say thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here at 9 o'clock at WDVX.com or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting, just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at WDVX.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.